Welcome back to first season finale. We've been away for a week and uh, we're excited to be back. We had Thanksgiving last week and uh, Christmas is coming soon. We were just talking about the tree. Um, Adam, who's on my left, uh, is getting a tree. Erica, am I right? Are you going to get a tree? Are you tree? You like trees. I like trees, but I feel like it's... I'm not going to get a tree because I don't have a family <laughs> or a boyfriend, and it's just kind of a sad thing to have a tree in your, your life <laughs> without sorry. those things. I'm sorry I asked. No, it's great. <laughs> I love trees, though. <laughs> wow. All right. This guy that's got uh, a little too uh, raw. I, I agree with Adam that I'm not against people who don't have trees. Okay. What about... You know, there's a, there's a lot of people who are not Christians who get trees for Christmas because it's the thing to do. Because they smell nice. No, but I, I was very judgy when I was like, when we first came to this country, being like, look at these fucking losers. Oh, no, you can't look at it that no. way. It's like, Christmas is a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you can be as religious with it as you want or as ex- secular. And, like, but there's these things that, I don't know, like the tree... And the presents and the wreath and the eggnog, like all of that has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus. And like but if you are religious, it can be as Jesus as you want and still have those things. Yeah, that's a little too wishy washy and vague for me. But I, I, I can't ig- you know, when I see a tree I see Jesus nailed to the cross. And I can't ignore that. But that's an Easter. I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Totally kidding. I'm trying to make a joke. Maybe not the best joke, but uh, it's, it's a great holiday. Yeah. You spend time with family. You, you know, like this war on Christmas bullshit. It's like you, whatever. Everyone does whatever the fuck they want. And yeah, the only thing that bugs me is Christmas music, twenty four hours a day. Yes. Seven days nice. a week. It's not necessary. This morning, uh, we were at a like a fancy coffee shop in Williamsburg, a place you would think would be above that. No, they were blasting Christmas tunes. In it makes that. people spend money. I've been spending money. It's just the jingles. Just because I hear Christmas music. Just like here. Here, here's some money. Give me something. Give me some now. some <laughs> presents. <laughs> yeah, there's so much about Christmas in America and presents that. So it's challenging. It's a challenging holiday. I feel like there's a lot, it's a lot, a lot to of take work. in. This is a rough month, and like the sun's setting earlier. Yeah. It's raining. It's it's tough. That's why people get Christmas trees to you know forget about those other things. Yeah, but like not growing up with it and coming to it as an adult, I uh, I don't know if I'll ever be okay with it. And does that make me a Grinch? No, I uh, I I'm actually like almost speechless because it's like. I, I don't know how to share the joy of it with you then. <laughs> like, if, if it's something that I if something similar is like I can't stand Halloween. I grew up in a family where you like really didn't do anything with Halloween, and so like the joy of Halloween has never. But I grew up with it, so I know that people have fun with it. But it was not something we were a part of. But that's mm. not the same thing with Christmas because it's just like. See, Halloween I think is great. I think I'm a, like, I think it's probably the perfect. Uh, thing to celebrate uh, it's the perfect thing to be like oh all the holidays it's not even a holiday really but 
of all the, the things that people do together uh, for a special occasion, that I think is my favorite because it involves kids, involves dress up, it involves candy, uh, it is profane, it sort of like disturbs people. Um, everything about it is sort of like. What you I could would say want. the same thing about Christmas. Except for the Jesus, the buying the presents, the Christmas carols, right, yeah, the yeah. month long lead up to it. I mean. The, the Santa Claus uh, delusion, too, bothers me, especially since I work with kids, and um, it's like this touchy subject where I'm like, how? Like, you're still pretending to believe that he's real. I can tell that you know he's not. It's at this point where you don't know how to talk about it with them. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're really little it's fine you just you know make it up and they fall for it but I, I'm working with some kids that are just how old? 11 and 12 ah, oh, rip wow. the bandaid off man yeah like this, that's a little too long <laughs> yeah and so that whole thing in the the Santa Con is also the worst oh, thing yeah. in the world yeah so I just don't like Santa Claus I guess <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually seen like the Santa Con oh, only you're just, a lucky like, person. just read about it it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a, it's going to be a hard segue to our actual goal for today, uh, which is MacGyver. Um, and I'm really excited that we came to MacGyver. Um, I used to be a big fan, and uh, we're going to take a look at it today, the first season finale. Um, Erica hasn't seen it. Adam, I think, is the same boat as me. I grew up watching... I remember grew up watching a lot of it, yeah. I actually know a way we can segue. Um, the episode we're going to watch today aired May 7th, 1986. So, did you believe in Santa Claus at May 7th, 1986? I don't want to do the math. Uh, I don't believe so. So, okay. Yeah. But you, in your household, was Santa okay? What, what, how do Santa, the Mormons feel about Santa? Well, uh, it's it's weird when it comes to holidays with Mormons because, like, there is no strict, like, doctrinal thing about it. Mm-hmm. And so usually whatever religion you came from is kind of like what you do with Christmas. So, like, my mom was Catholic, so, like, our Christmas were, like, very Catholic-y. You know, like, she brought that tradition to Mormonism with her. And so, yeah, so we had Santa, Christmas tree, and stuff like that. But for me, by 1985, my mom had died already. And so, like, Christmas had turned to shit. Uh. And, like, there was, like, no beautiful thing about it. And it was very, like, yeah, there was no Santa. <laughs> so, so Christmas to you is also sort of wrapped up in your mother's memory. Yeah, very and, much so. And sort of the family part has a big pull on you. Yeah, because like it, it was a thing where it's like in Christmas, before my mom died, it was like this huge event. Like the tree was like up for a long time. It was like decorated to the nines. There was presents spilling out from under this thing for all the kids. And then after she died, there was like each kid got one gift. You got a box of cereal in your stocking. Like it was very depressing. It made her loss sort of memorable oh or, yeah definitely palpable palpable definitely yeah and like wow. so that was right around this time wow that's that's pretty affecting 
but let's try to talk about MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> um, yeah, you haven't seen it, Erica. What do you think MacGyver is all about? I know MacGyver through like pop culture, in like The Simpsons. The aunts were obsessed with MacGyver. Oh yeah. Like Did that's how I. They were, and he was a guest star in one of them. I know that he can make anything out of like a hairpin and a band-aid and a and a rubber band. It's funny, that might be all you need to know about MacGyver. I believe, yeah. What? I feel like having, having seen it, that's all I know about it. That's all I can remember. Well, also he doesn't like guns. Oh, good, good addition. And he was in Vietnam. Oh, this connects back to our airwolf episode who's also a Vietnam vet angry about yeah. uh, what happened and how it all came out. Was this the same, was Rambo out at this point or was everyone trying to make a Rambo television show? I think Rambo would have been out by this point. Mm -hmm. Although if you want to connect it, this would be a response <laughs> against that because he's scrawny and resourceful versus big and, and sort of forceful. He uses his, like, his his brains to counteract brawn and like yeah his thoughts to counteract like violence yeah right but like my I had two aunts who did like different sides of the family who loved MacGyver and mm -hmm. they like they were like the spinster aunt, aunts who had like photos and like it was embarrassing that's actually funny because when Saber asked me what my relationship with MacGyver was I'm like I think my aunts really liked it but then I was like no that was the <laughs> Simpsons and I'm not on that show so no I don't have any relationship to MacGyver I'm not uh, Lisa Simpson <laughs> but you did have oh, aunts yeah. that were really two so different and it was like and, it was, and I remember it being like a family joke because they I remember for Christmas one year, one aunt getting like a framed photo of MacGyver, and my stepmom being like, "Now you can take him wherever you go," <laughs> and like you know, it was like this like, uh, it was very weird to me as a kid because I was like, "He's a TV guy," mm -hmm. like, but yeah, definitely. I'm an aunt now. Maybe I should make that <laughs> my thing. Well, can I can <laughs> I ask watching this? Can I ask a question? Maybe it'll be easier to answer once we watch the show. Uh, and I think this will be a sort of a theme uh, for this and maybe the next show. You know, what version of masculinity is being presented uh, on the show? And then, as a woman, so what's the appeal of that type of masculinity? Uh, you know, look thinking about your aunts. What do you think attracted them to MacGyver, or you know, in The Simpsons, I guess they're just hopeless uh, romantics, uh, the two uh, aunts, but uh, what do you think for, in, in real life, Adam? Or do, you, do we not I, know? If I, had to, if I had to speculate, I would think it's like, one, he's, he always knows what to do. Yes, a man he, with confidence. man of confidence. He can always solve it. Also, like, he's sensitive. Like, he's got a heart. Like, he's not a jerk. He's not cold. Even though he's like always single, but that's true. The guy in Airwolf like played um, cello and was very sensitive, and he didn't have a following like MacGyver. Well, yeah. th this show didn't. Uh, Airwolf didn't rank as high. MacGyver became a was a bigger show cultural icon. Okay. Uh, he, you know, Airwolf doesn't get a Simpsons homage. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, when we watch the show, maybe let's let's come back to that uh, question. 
Um, well, let me let let us go to what this episode's about. This one's the assassin. It's a forty-six minute episode from nineteen eighty-five. It says that MacGyver foils a master assassin out on a out to kill an archbishop, but the enemy proves elusive, and every bit the resourceful improviser that MacGyver is. That seems like an appropriate <laughs> plot. Um, anything else you want to say about MacGyver before we uh, take a look at this? Well, he's not hard on the eyes. I mean, like he's not. And he, like, he's not ugly. And, and the poster that they have, he's doing this sort of uh, squinting, thoughtful look, which, you know, I think some men, when they're sort of being like, maybe see feel a female gaze, sort of assume a little bit, like, I'm thinking about something deeper and farther away it looks than like, you ladies can get. Yeah, it looks like a cover of a romance novel. Mm. Yes. But there's also... A cheese ball explosion and motorbikes in the air. Two motorbikes. And the word poison. <laughs> and the word poison. And a tropical well, palm no, tree. The sun setting on LA. And the sun setting on LA. Yeah. So all that mixed together, and it says back in action, ready for danger. MacGyver. Love it. So we're going to come back in, uh, well, for you in, in the next few seconds, but for us in 45 minutes. And really talk about the first season finale of MacGyver and see if the show is, you know, as good as we remember it to be. And we're back. We have just finished watching the Assassin episode of MacGyver, the uh, season finale of the first season. Um, there's a lot going on in this 45 minutes. Uh, let's try to sort of parse it out a little bit. Do you want to, Erica, start big and then just sort of get into some details about MacGyver big like what the show what who, that episode who, was who MacGyver who is, is MacGyver MacGyver is a secret agent maybe maybe he's um not sure exactly who he works for do you guys know who it's, he works for it's like CX5 okay it's a fake governmental agency Okay. Oh, he says he said it like when he was making that phone call. He's like, "CX five MacGyver, blah blah blah." He's calling the office. I see. <laughs> uh, do you want? Yeah. So why don't we just get into the episode okay. then? Um, so it starts with a murder of a woman. Um, I thought it started really cool. It's like noir style. Uh, the woman dies in her the arms of her sister that we learn. Twin sister. Twin sister. And then... Not an important detail, but I thought I should say it. <laughs> uh, then that's the, that's the plot we start with, and then we go into a MacGyver plot where he is in a clock store, and he is posing as a, a clock store owner, or I don't know, someone who is selling uh, timers to bad agents. And a, the bad agent comes in, there's a fight. Let's let's say assassin. Assassin. The title of this, yeah. The assassin comes in. There's a fight. They capture the assassin, and he's in he's in jail while or in some sort of jail in a bedroom. A safe house. A safe house. And MacGyver poses as that assassin to get um, information about who he's going to assassinate next. This is where the 
plot from the beginning comes in. Um, the assassin uses call girls to make the pickup and then murders them afterwards. So the last uh, call girl who used was the sister of this character now. Terry. Terry. And um, she, Terry comes back to, she poses as a call girl in order to get revenge on whoever killed her sister, who happens to be being played by MacGyver right now. And so the two of them go for a pickup, both thinking that someone is, they, they don't know who each other, they don't, they don't know who they are. Um, they're followed by some Spanish-speaking people after they make the pickup. Uh, let's, let's not. That's not racially profiled. Well, that comes They out. have accents at this point. Erica. They were speaking Spanish. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. Arriba, arriba. Okay. Um, didn't see that, but... They said gracias and stuff. Uh, they are followed... Does someone want to take over now? When did they say gracias? They said gracias, he says, gracias senor MacGyver. Gracias, senor MacGyver. Yeah. He's like, you're welcome. Oh, but Instead that's at the end. No, but they did say some Spanish words. It was very clear. We're getting bogged down. I'm sorry. Um, they made it very clear with the accents that they were Spanish. Yes. Okay. Latino. Uh, do you want to? <laughs> do you want to take over, Adam? The plot from that point. Okay, so now we have MacGyver's picking up the cash with the girl, Terry. Terry, the call girl, is going to exact revenge on MacGyver because she thinks he's the assassin. She pulls a gun on MacGyver. MacGyver trickily gets out of it by taking some toothpaste and throwing it on the floor. Which is a good point to pause because when they arrest the assassin, he's sort of an anti-MacGyver type. He has all these uh, booby trap things that they find on him, um, a pen that shoots out a dart, the toothpaste that Adam mentioned that explodes when touches crappy 80s carpeting. He's got uh, C4 in his watch. Yeah, all these yeah. kinds of things. So he's, he's not an improviser. In that sense, where he builds his own thing, but he's an improviser in that he can get out of almost any situation. He's prepared for all eventualities. Yeah, you can't really defeat him. So, yeah, sorry, continue on with the... And so at that point, MacGyver's like, look, I'm not the assassin. And the girl's like, oh, I'm sorry, I almost killed you. And then they're... They hug it out. They hug it out. He gets very sensitive with her. They hug it out. They leave the hotel. And that's when this army of Spanish guys, Latinos grabs them, takes them into a car, and you don't know who they are. You find out that they are the Archbishop's security team. While at this point, the assassin has escaped. While at this point, the assassin has escaped, killed four agents. With some cool things. Do you want to... This is worth yeah. the detail. This All was, right. this this is, was yeah, the this MacGyver moment. It wasn't for MacGyver, but this was the... Yeah. Moment Money where, shot yeah. that MacGyver shows provide. So, I'll set up the scene. Yes, please do. You're back in the safe house, the guy's in the prison part of it, and you just see his face, and he's got a sneer on it, and then he rips off his mustache, and inside are two wires, and he combines them and makes a lockpick and gets out of his handcuffs. Unfortunately, that day they were serving peas, so he takes a pea, <laughs> and out of one of his scars, he takes out a needle, which is poison, and he makes a pea shooter. A fake scar. That fake was, scar. Yeah. Out of a fake scar. Makes a pea shooter, bangs on the door, gets the guard to come, 
the guard says, what do you want? He says, I want to get out of here. And then shoots him with the pea shooter. Which, killing the guard, and basically sums up exactly how I wanted the world to exist when I was at that age. Which is how? I wanted pea shooters. I wanted to pick locks. I wanted all that. All right. Uh, before we get to yeah, the editorialization, yeah, like the there's a little bit more that happens in that house, though, which is worth uh, laying out in you, detail. Go ahead. Um, so he, instead of just leaving the house, and I guess he can't yet because there's a bunch of other agents who are supposed to be um, keeping um, keeping a watch on this guy who is possibly the most dangerous human being in the world. I mean, right. that's the way they're acting, uh, or that's at least the way they're talking. Well, he's c- that's the killed way they... 14 people in eight countries. Exactly. The amount of, they call him a armory, the amount of weapons he had on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in his hotel room. Um, so he he does this amazing thing where he's in the hallway, and he this agent hears something to check, and they turn a corner, and the agent doesn't see it, but the assassin has crawled up the wall and has positioned himself by the ceiling classic move classic move and although it's instead awesome. of jumping on the agent he waits for the agent to go back out of the other hallway it doesn't get seen and then he comes down and grabs him right now later he kills everyone in that right they don't uh, show it they don't show it maybe too gruesome at this point now uh, things are getting heated because the archbishop is about to have a public event and the, uh, his bodyguards think MacGyver is the assassin. And MacGyver's trying to convince him. There's so much plot in this episode. There's so I'm much plot. I'm getting, I'm getting exhausted again. I'm getting exhausted too. We're almost done though. We're almost done. Let's, let's, let's work through this right. last part. I can't believe my 10-year-old version loved this show because it's so much It to... had everything. I'll read the list of why you loved it. Hold. But, no, after this. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Erica, do you want to so, your turn again? So they... The MacGyver and Terry are being held captive by the Latinos who are protecting the Archbishop. They still they're just, don't. They're just bodyguards. Okay. Bodyguards. They don't trust <laughs> them yet, but so, oh, oh, MacGyver does a a trick where he throws a phone at him and then takes his gun. So then they do trust him because he calls up his agency and they explain it to him. So then they have to protect the bishop and Pedro, the assassin. Right? Is that his name? Piero. Something like that. The assassin is there in costume, um, and so he changes costume because they're still looking for him as a blind man or a cripple, which he is dressed as a cripple. So he changes costume. He changes into a nun's costume, and is is has a has a needle again in his closed hands and his praying hands, and he's going to get the archbishop that way as a nun. But when he looks up from his praying hands, it's not the Archbishop, but it's MacGyver dressed as the Archbishop. They fight, and uh, Terry at this point still wants revenge. She brings out her gun. She's about to shoot him. MacGyver stops her, and the assassin trips. MacGyver trips him and falls on his own needle, own poison needle, killing himself. Right. And then MacGyver does that line where he's like, Someone's like, what, how, what happened? MacGyver's like, oh, sins of the... What did he say? Sins of the father. <laughs> like, he says some cheese ball 
slime. A lot of cheese balls. There's a lot of cheese. Sinning caught up with them or something. Like <laughs> it wasn't as quick as it should have been. Like it wasn't as like quick turn of phrase that it could have been. Um, and then it sort of ends there uh, with the three of them, which is uh, MacGyver, his boss, and the lady um, and standing together being like, what a world. Um yeah, we just killed that guy. Do do do. And then it cuts to the. It's a freeze end. Yeah. <laughs> ends with the freeze cut. Freeze cut. <laughs> and then it goes into that excellent uh, theme song. That then. This. Yeah. Such a, the okay. theme song. So that might be a best. segue into the ten. You had a list of reasons oh, why ten-year-old Saber. Uh, well, this would is a list. It. This is why ten-year-old Saber would love it, and this is why I still love it. Okay. Because I really enjoyed it. Okay. It was fun for me. Okay. I got completely bored. The thing opens with lock picking. It goes immediately to a switchblade. She dies. That wasn't awesome, but switchblade. <laughs> then a briefcase full of money, a garrote, butterfly knives, crazy cell phone, and then a, there's a car trace, chase. And he stops the car trace with a two-by-four trick tire trick. Then <laughs> the guy has... A fake mustache as he does the lock picking with again. And then a fake scar with the pea shooter. And then the above the door hiding, which is amazing. Uh, the telephone ruler trick where he launches the telephone at the guy with the ruler. Uh, yeah. And then death by hose. He trips him with the hose at the end. And so he lands on his own thing. So you like the gadgets. You like the, the gadgets. Tricks. The tricks. The, yeah. It was like, oh. I mean, they weren't the best tricks. They weren't. Mm -hmm. the, I mean, they're see-through, but that's that's why a kid loves it. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I, I I'm finding it hard to imagine me sitting through all that plot just to get to that those moves, and some of them feel very ridiculous now. But the the other thing that's sort of missing, maybe this because it's first season, it isn't as established, or this episode maybe playing against it, but. MacGyver isn't really being MacGyver. It's more the assassin who's really uh, being this much more crafty. Uh, maybe as a finale, they had him sort of meet meet his match kind of thing. Well, this is interesting because I know in like later seasons there is like a Moriarty character. Yes, which that's a good way is to like put it. Battle of Wills, but like that's I think that's the actual character's name. Is Moriarty? I think so. Like, and it was like from, a Sherlock Holmes yeah. like yeah, okay. thing. And so, like, this is them first touching on it, where mm -hmm. it is, like, a battle versus good versus evil of that I, type. Yeah, I can definitely say that this show, for obvious reasons, was more popular than Airwolf. It was pretty... It's well, like, produced. The opening scenes, mm -hmm. like, were kind of scary noir. The action scene in the clock place, there was a big mm -hmm. fight. Things are being broken. Like, it has, it has a big budget. It's relatively um well written however it did that's where i got like up until the scene where he's talking to terry and they're the action and they're trying to throw some like understandings into it that's where i got bored because it was so poorly executed like they hugged it out her sister was <laughs> murdered recently and she almost killed him and it was and yeah it, it was a it was it just out, like come on like yeah. Yeah, so so maybe the expectations of men were so low that 
a man who's willing to sort of pause and explain something to a woman for a minute meant that he was a saint and all women should fall for him. Because if your aunts were into this man, thinking back to that question we had earlier, what are they into? They're into a man who will, from the 2014 perspective, do sort of the bare minimum of consider your feelings, kind of condescend to you, say, no, no, hush, hush, don't worry, there's bigger things afoot here. Not in a, not in a really overbearing way, but in a very like, hey, like, get over it, please, quickly. Uh, And I need you on my team. Yeah. I felt like MacGyver was the worst part of this episode. I thought that everything that came out of his mouth was (laughs) so dumb. And um, I was way more into the assassin, maybe because the assassin had all those tricks. And he kept his mouth shut. And he kept his mouth shut. Like, these catchphrases that MacGyver was throwing around when he was protecting the... Oh, they come back to this joke. This is, I'm glad you brought that up because at the end of the episode, MacGyver ends with another quip, which is, well, I'll, they say, I guess he's dead. And then MacGyver confusingly says, and I guess I nev- will never know, and you think it's a non sequitur, but what he's re- referencing is the first fight they had in the clock shop, and he, he, the assassin overpowered him. And MacGyver's joke was that, no, no, he could have taken him. So in this sort of very morbid moment where multiple people have died and someone, other people were almost killed, MacGyver's making this very sort of awkward, well, I'll show that guy, but he's dead, so right. I can't. Yeah, it seemed like there wasn't a lot of... Um emotion to MacGyver too like the the crew that was protecting the um archbishop they they were very dedicated to that they had they were passionate MacGyver was kind of like laughing at them sometimes in conversation he was like making jokes like why don't you fill them in like there's just no real emotion when he heard that all those people died it was very there wasn't a lot of emotional response and that's why I don't understand why he spinster ants might be really into this <laughs> well but that, that same jerk that same scene where like um, he's consoling Terry he, I mean he does say all those things where he's like I know it's really tough right now you really need someone to listen to you and talk to you and uh, you know I'm gonna get you through you know, like he, he mm-hmm. says those things out loud he never does them Yes. He says them, yes, and I wonder if it's just like the saying is that all people needed to hear. It was like, and, and then you fill it in in the blanks part, like oh, they must or, have the or you let your imag- yeah, exactly. That's the that is a good point, which is, you know, this narrative is only showing you the pivotal moments. There may have been a really nice conversation in the car afterwards. But he like he does have almost no emotions when, or like when it comes to anything that happens and even when he goes in dresses the archbishop to like catch him as when the assassin's dressed as the nun he just walks in there and like what's the plan i think the plan is a sociopath right he's a sociopath he's just like i i walked in here you're not going to get the archbishop do 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 and like that's yeah. the look exchange face wise between the two characters. But, but uh, I think some people confuse that with confidence, a lack of emotion with confidence. Maybe is a well. That's what I was calling him a jerk, or you know, this kind of like confident guy. But I'm just trying to figure out why women find him desirable. Yeah, 
but I think you know but I also yeah that, that I think that's the argument I want to make is that I think what comes off to us in 2014 as an emotional inaccessible jerkiness may at a different point in time possibly look like like quiet male confidence which had a big premium back in the day now I think men are expected to show emotion and, and you don't get away with just you know, shushing people when they're asking you to be present and engaged with something. But I think, you know, Airwolf and uh, MacGyver show us, and actually there's more shows even today that do that. Like, what action shows are on right now with... Oh. 24. Yeah, yeah. I, I could not watch that, yeah. so I don't... Can I couldn't that watch question. it either. Well, like, what this sort of reminded me of 24 because they basically have... That's a good comparison. It is, yeah. They basically have like six hours to stop this assassination attempt. Like the show's is like mm-hmm. six hours long. Yeah, but but uh, Jack Bauer from Twenty Four Bings, what I imagine is a level of seriousness that MacGyver can't seem to deliver. No, he can't seem to like get you know get his emotional like register <laughs> to hit the right notes. You know, like you know, well, he does. I mean, he does with that woman. It, that is kind of an effective moment, and you do feel like I could see some women being really into that but by the end and Terry at that point seems like she wants to be with them because you know she's like hanging out with them at the end even though she should really be an emotional wreck because her sister got killed and she tried to kill two people in two days and it both ended very badly for her um, but it also goes back I, I wrote this down it's like the damsel in distress yeah. you know it's like that whole fucking fairy tale where like she you know, like, is the damsel in distress. She's, like, trying to do these things. And, like, yeah, MacGyver yeah. saves her twice. And, like, the second saving isn't, like, from danger, but from, like, killing the assassin. And um, I felt like, well, there was a lot of religious... Because of the religious jokes in it as well, and with the archbishop, but her going into prostitution, him, but her not being a prostitute, like, right. saving her from that, saving yeah. her from killing her revenge, he says, no, don't do it. Right. And then the guy kills himself as if, like, he deserves to die because of his With sins, which is then, like, the joke that MacGyver says. And it was right. very, it's kind of odd the way they Also with a nail that. through his hand. A oh, nail through his hand, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was, um... Like a stigmata or whatever. But they it was were playing with a lot of interesting things. Yeah. But it was interesting that he tripped him with a hose and, like, not just, like, tripped him. Because I think, like, the hose... When I saw it, it was like, oh, that's another step removed from MacGyver killing him. Yeah, MacGyver yes. doesn't get his hands dirty. Like right. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm stopping you from running. With using a, with an a object. tool. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of using tools instead of him being... like, And that's maybe his emotions weren't there either. Like He was using all these things, as we said, like, this yeah. is what you need. You need someone to listen to you. But he wasn't there. Like He was like it's, a vessel. It's sort of that... Yeah. That's, that thought experiment where it's like you're on a bridge you can flip this lever and instead of five people dying one person will die yeah. or you can push a guy you know like whatever the thing is and with MacGyver seems to always be playing that game but the guy always ends up dead anyways like mm-hmm. <laughs> he never gets himself dirty in it like he never yeah yeah it's yeah. like his events happen which you know he his, his defense might be well I don't have the emotions because I'm busy thinking of different things to do to diffuse the situation like when he well there is a there is a moment like when he gets the the 
the bodyguards to stop pointing a gun at him, he does defuse that situation. And you could argue that if he had been heated and been offended and angry, it would have heightened the situation. Instead, he played it cool and used maybe his mental energies to think about that stupid thing where he like, like does a little seesaw to launch with a ruler to launch the phone on a table. He puts the phone on the ruler and launches. But but thinking it this way though, you know, (laughs) thinking of of comparing to James Bond and the violence that would come there or a team that comes there, it might have been very refreshing. To you know, you it's almost like you're setting up a standard joke, right? Like man with a gun pointed at you. And their punchline is fairly innovative for that time and that place. And that maybe got them a lot of attention. And um, maybe that also sort of seduced some women into thinking that there's a lot more there in his mind than he may be presenting and emotionally. They can, they can make him emotional. They can change him. Their, <laughs> yes, you're goal. left with a, an empty chalkboard. You can, yeah, you can do whatever you want to that chalkboard. <laughs> I think this might be a good place to end. Uh, so, final verdict: Would you watch more? And let's say, if you were a TV exec, would you greenlight another season? Which is a sort of not a great question, but maybe a, a still a good place to end. I would definitely greenlight this. Like this, it felt like there was a lot of work put into it. Like I could tell that a lot of people were thinking about this episode, this show, like the production value, the scenes were even um, interesting when he looks through in the clock scene he sees that the assassin is pulling out a string to strangle him and it's through a reflection on a clock like there's some interesting they play with a noir style like um, lighting they're doing a lot of great things um, I would green light it because of its quality and MacGyver is likable like he does bring this level of Violence without it being violence, and it it, it it works. Personally, I don't like MacGyver though. Per, if it was someone else, I might have been more into the show. But I think that he he annoyed me. Yeah, his emotions. It would be good. It was boring a little bit. Yeah, we're sort of in a male streak right now, so maybe it'd be good to try to think of what a. I don't think there were any in the eighties or nineties. Well, we should try to dig a little bit more. Adam, what do you think? I can, uh, I can I would, guess. I would, yeah, I would green light it. I, if I was babysitting some kids, I'd stick them in front of it. Like, would you stick time. yourself in front of it? I would stick myself in front of it. Okay. I mean, like, it's bringing back memories. I remember like trying to like make, you know, like slingshots and crap like that. And, mm-hmm. You know, it like the opening is very hands on. It's a very hands on thing. Like you can make these things. They're mm-hmm. not that hard. Mm-hmm. Turns out they don't work, but. Yeah, I would, I would greenlight it. I think I don't think it's a detriment to existence that it exists. I like it. I would, mm-hmm. and I'd probably watch more. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm somewhere around along there. I don't think I could watch more. I do think about what it would mean to update the show to now. I would maybe put in a female protagonist. I think that'd be interesting um, if I was to launch the show in 2015. Um... I think the, trying to launch it now, you'd be dealing with computers and like forensics, which well, was that something would, that didn't seem like. Well, that would be the cool part, except this guy would be a, or this lady would be a sort of a throwback to mechanical times. 
like there would be that sort of funny scene where like someone's like we gotta break into this computer and, and she's like well let's just unplug it you know like right. that, 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 that would sort of be the, the you know the, the statement right you know? <laughs> yeah. this would be the statement of the show you know like uh, F all that right. um, I don't yeah. want to deal screw with screw the cloud exactly <laughs> push set yeah exactly uh, breaking iPhones that kind of thing um, but yeah it, uh, I, I mean so much of TV from the 80s just doesn't hold up and I think this doesn't hold up but not in a way that like Airwolf definitely didn't hold up or Red Dwarf like you know <laughs> didn't even hold up back then uh, MacGyver is sort of on the road to modern TV action and um, I don't think my young self has made a big mistake loving the shit out of this show yeah, I think it's fine all right, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what we're going to have for the next episode, but we're going to talk and figure it out.